following program is paid for by the Hawkeye Huddle, which is solely responsible for its content. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of 1700 The Champ, Cumulus Media, or its employees or management. The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Red Ridge, Dave Crane Jr. from G-Migs here in West Des Moines. Lord willing, we'll be on the air for another hour here as we get set to talk the world of the Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah, you know, a few gremlins ask me, in the board, right? Ask me, why do you why do you get to the show so early? Well, you know, you got to test equipment. You got to figure things out. You got to since you and I haven't seen each other in a week. We got to yeah. make sure it's going right. You saw a good football game. I did. I saw two good football games. One I had to watch on TV. Um, well, they, you, you chose not to go to the best one. Yeah. The Cyclone fans are the Hawkeye Huddle. They said, they said for you got to go. You got to go to a, You got to go to A&M, Alabama. You got to go. So I did go. I went to A&M. I made the commitment back in, in uh, August, and, uh, and I ended up going ahead and sticking with it last week. I saw a great football game, a lot of incredible things, and you know what I also got to do? I got to stand at somebody else's tailgate party, eat their food, and watch on a big screen with big speakers, watch the Iowa Hawkeyes beat Penn State on national television. And I'll tell you what, it hurt. It physically hurt me not to be there. I thought it was very interesting to see all the Facebook posts of all the people who don't go every week like I do, but they were there for that one. I love that. Hey, you know, how could you not be here? Well, I don't know how it comes. You don't go every week like I do. I counted it up. I'm around 298 Iowa football games. Brett, it doesn't make any difference. Anyway, it was, it was. You made an interesting decision. And the crowd and what it was like on TV and can't imagine how loud it was other than to say that I was in a place that was similarly loud. So anyway, um, you're right. That north end zone, uh, the fall starts were incredible. Uh, to watch the Penn State players have to look at each other and try to figure out what's going on. Let's let's. Not they did everything but hold hands in an effort. Well, eventually they, you know, and Joel Klatt pointed it out on TV. He's like, you know, what they got to do is they're going to have to have the guard just tap the center and let him know when everybody's ready to go. They finally started doing that. And they, they still, still got, messed it they up. They got one messed up. They still had one messed up where he leaned over and pushed the center over accidentally. But it, it, the crowd was clearly part of the deal, and it, and it, was, it was fabulous. It came across on TV. Um, obviously, there's a ton of stuff to look at in this, but let's say let's talk about where they go. They went at 23 to 20. They're still undefeated, obviously. Number two in the country now after Alabama, thanks to me being there, got upset by Texas A&M. Receiving one first-place vote in the USA Today uh, College yes. Coaches yes. Football Poll. Um, I don't Hawks, know who that was. I'm trying to Hawks, find that out. The Hawks now have a 12-game winning streak, six straight ga- uh, wins against the top uh, 25, uh, six straight against ranked opponents. I think it's five out of six against the top five at Kinnick. And extend that 24-point and under uh, defensive streak to 28 games. And I sure thought that one was going to finally go by the way when it was 20 to 20 to, uh, 10. I thought maybe Penn State was going to score at that point in time. Now you're going to have... It should be noted, after they got to 20, I think their total yards were uh, 40. There's nothing left at that point, right? right. They got nothing at that point. So let's, before we get, get into some of the things that happened offensively, let's talk about that. This, this excuse that Sean Clifford somehow was going to be the Heisman Trophy winner and single-handedly lead Penn State to a victory in the rest of the game. And then once he got hurt, that that, that was the end of their chances. I agree. Obviously, he's a veteran quarterback. He was playing okay. He was only 15 for 25. He'd thrown 25 points. And two interceptions. Point. And two interceptions, right, at that point. 
In he was Iowa? actually beating him more with his legs and his smarts than he was uh, producing uh, big plays with his arm. However, I will say this. I undersold the guy last week. I was wrong last week yeah. about my analysis on him. He played much better than I, than I anticipated. However, let us, let us maintain this. You know, when we play in Maryland, their top dude, the receiver. Got hurt. Yep. Uh, had 70 yards on four catches in the first two drives and, and looked like he was, the, you know, the next coming of Randy Moss there. Um, Iowa tackled him, and he got injured. Nobody wants to talk bad about injuries that are true. Um, Clifford clearly got planted into the ground by Jack Campbell on a blitz, took him out. They had another dude who went out on the second play of the game. By the way, no one booed either one of those uh, no, two, two incidents. Right. Um, however, I will tell you this, is that when a man falls down four seconds after the play is over. It's easy to boo. As everyone's running back to the huddle, um, not in a celebratory mode, but more as if uh, Lee Harvey Oswald had ju- just jumped out of well, the you, parking garage. Did you see the video of LeVar Woods oh, yes. doing the late drop yes. himself? Chumley, how are you, sir? So, so go back, get back onto this, though. Get back onto Clifford. So the, he was leading them. Yes, they were ahead. But here's what Iowa had not done yet. So Iowa was thinking they were going to get pressure with their front four, right? They were going to contain him, and that wasn't working, so they started dialing up more blitzes. And guess what? That's when defensively the game changed, I, and that was right in there that they started filling the lanes with those guys. So the play, the, the running lanes weren't there for the quarterback. This is something. Either. This is something that I guarantee you you didn't catch while you were you were actually watching it on television. We had Campbell lined up, basically right over as a nose guard, as if he was a a fifth down lineman, not allowing him to be back out and run. They took him back out. First play of the game, he's out wide. Over the tight end on the yep. right. Seth Benson yep. comes in from the middle on an angle. He rolls out, throws an interception. The Hawks have got to get seven on that one. Obviously go backwards eight yards, still kick a field goal, take the lead 3-0. That was the very first play of the game. They all of a sudden started putting Campbell right over the center as if to, am I coming or am I not? And yes. And if he if he decided to go and attack the quarterback, well, he was already being blocked because the center knew he was there. And so that opened up running lanes with no middle linebacker there to get him. Had they kept him back and either done a delayed blitz or done more of a spy thing on Clifford, which I think they certainly were going to do, and they absolutely did on the backup quarterback. That's what they did. What I'm saying, suddenly you started sending Benson. You started sending corners. You started covering the middle of the field so that the rushing lanes were not there for the quarterback. And certainly not for a running back. So the so the whole thing and the other thing that Penn that State's does, up seventeen ten, up twenty to ten, and throws uh, nine more passes in the second half than Iowa did. Right. Why? Because <laughs> they were going three and out. Well, they were going three and out. But hell, they were going six and out because you count the three false starts that they kept having. My point is is that that Iowa changed their defense in addition to the to the new quarterback coming in. Iowa's defensive scheme changed. They started forcing the quarterback to one side of the field instead of Clifford being able to sit back and look and, around and, everywhere. And or go up right. the middle. You start flushing Roberson to one side of the field. Now he's got only one or two receivers. They started making him throw more quickly. The whole the defensive cadence changed for Iowa. So you can blame it on a guy getting injured a little bit, but at the same time, Iowa did a lot of things there to ruin what that kid was going to well, do. And well, my let guess me... is when he plays this week, 
he's going to look a lot better, that Roberson. Well, let, let me tell you something. Our quarterback, who, who started one for nine, that's Spencer Petras. One for nine. Um, he took a shot with two guys hitting him. He hits a huge third down pass literally as he's throwing the ball. Down 17-3. And, and he gets up. Huge. Shakes it off, continues on the drive, and they score a touchdown. Our quarterback, one Spencer Petras, gets smoked on a third and eight, throws the pass, another completed first down. And our quarterback, Spencer Petras, makes one of the prettiest throws you've ever seen by rolling to the right after Iowa forced him on a three and out and about a 22-yard punt. Yeah. And, well, took a penalty even to get the, fur- the ball further back. Super smart. Um, no, Petras, so let's let's say mention that. Petras started one for nine, two, obviously two for ten. So he was one for his first nine, ended up going 16 for his last 22. This is the funny thing about him is that we've seen this in games where he, he has had horrendous starts a couple of times, and somewhere, somehow, he's always ended up finding himself. Well, I'm not saying he, he's going out and just destroying people, but well, he's, he's found he, himself. He just keeps kicking it away, knocking sort of, it away. It's and, sort yes. of Ricky Stanzi without the pitch six. Right. You know, he's not making that big mistake, although he did throw a really – his only pick was a really bad ball, but he was clearly – rattled early on but he once he found his rhythm he he became 16 to 22 is good for 195 and two touchdowns uh, well to again against uh, you know against, le- allegedly the best defense if you talk to Penn State fans in in the Big uh, Ten two highest rated corners according to pro football fo- focus in all of college football play for the Iowa Hawkeyes Riley Moss and, and Matt Matt Hankins Matt Hawkins if you were watching the uh, the the uh, broadcast well, the other day Hankins, gonna, Hankins had a tackle on uh, fourth and three behind the line of scrimmage on essentially uh, a quick flare-out with three yeah. guys blocking. He avoided his blocker. This was late in the fourth quarter. No, nah, it was right at So I wasn't behind the line of scrimmage, but he, he did. He came it, up and made the tackle. How much yards did they get on that play? Minus one. How was it, it right not behind the line of scrimmage? Well, he threw it right at Tackle him. for loss. Yeah. That requires it to be behind, be behind the line of scrimmage. All right. He's the Bronco Nagurski uh, Defensive Player of the Week, by the way. I guess we got to take a break. We'll be back on the Hawkeye Huddle, 1700 The Champ. And we are back here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you here. 1700 The Champ in Des Moines, Iowa. We're down at G-Migs in West Des Moines. Steak night. Come on and join us uh, here for a little while longer. You get uh, for 18 bucks, 19 bucks. What is it? I don't know. Uh, something like that. You get it's a, a deal. Steak, potato, salad. It's a 12 nice ounce sirloin. Beautiful, beautiful. Choice meal. of potato. They have other food here as well. As potatoes are gratin. Yes. Potatoes are. Is that what it is? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I probably, I probably shouldn't see it. A bunch of other good. Wonderful stuff salad. Yes. Get the house dressing. Uh, Easy drinking bush light, and of course uh, my favorite, the always delicious the Miller always Light. The always delicious Miller Light. I'm going with the Diet Coke today. Yeah, yeah well, I, you I know. Need, I need to diet. I had too much to eat and drink. That's what I understand. So, um, while we're while we're sure that he's on the phone and we've got him, let's go with Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com, who joins us uh, 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 each week at this uh, segment. Good afternoon, Tom, or good evening. Uh, see, I caught myself. Good evening. How are you today, Tom? How was Iowa City today? Uh, entertaining, as always, with uh, Kirk Ferentz at the very end, kind of... Uh, uh, shooting some arrows at uh, at Penn State. Yeah, so talk Are you about talking that. about scuba diving? Yeah, turtle 
Turtles. 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 So, it, yep. so essentially, what you're referring to is the are people, somebody asking him about the the injuries and the possible the sort of flopping that took place. It was painfully obvious to most. And Kirk, in his old age, there's some fun things going on with him. One, he's getting a little more emotional, and two, he's not pulling any punches. Uh, more and more, he he lets you know. But in a, in a nice way, what he thinks about these things, and it seemed like he sort of was indicating that he thought the same thing, right? Yeah, it, it's been entertaining, um, you know, last couple of years with Kirk just kind of letting it fly a little bit and um, telling us what he really thinks about the things. And uh, he has uh, um, this was this was interesting. I, I kind of thought, well, maybe he'll just kind of punt on it and just move on but no he was uh i think he was more taking exception to james franklin's comments uh towards iowa fans and just the kind of the shot that he took at them um you know basically calling bad fans and uh, disrespectful and all the whatever else he said just you know he kind of went at iowa and so kirk's gonna stand up for the iowa fans and um as he should. I mean, were there some of those that were legit? Yeah, Clifford, obviously. I mean, he came out of the game. The, the deep tackle that went down early, yeah, he was legitimately hurt. I mean, that's, you know, it's Well, sucks, nobody booed on those, there Tom. There were other guys that were legit hurt. But there were some other guys where it was like they were just, like, waiting for, and then all of a sudden they fall down. How about, how about LeVar Woods reenacting one of those fall downs on the uh, sideline? Did you get to see yeah. the video of that? Yes, I did, and that was hilarious. I mean, it was hilarious. I mean, he if you know LeVar Woods, LeVar Woods is the last guy that, that would do something like that. You know, he's just not, not that type of person. So it was so, egregious if LeVar Woods is doing it. Here, here's another thing that, uh, that James Franklin can then uh, turn around and miss about the Iowa crowd is, is and I, I lost the number of the player. I think he was 13. Uh, who was a 13 or 1. One of their defensive players who had like 12 tackles, right? And he's hanging around on the field after the game, and Iowa fans are swarming. It was 13. It was 13. And Iowa fans are going up and shaking his hand, patting him on the back. Not in a taunting way at all, but literally he's getting congratulated as he goes off the field. And people, I mean, you can take shots at the Iowa crowd for booing your fake players, which was actually happening. No, those were their real players. Well, I'm the saying injuries were fake. fake injuries. But then you should acknowledge, I mean, the, the sportsmanship that was happening right there because in all that euphoria, they were they were thinking and they were doing it in a nice way. I thought that was really cool. That's out there somewhere on Twitter, I, I you know. But, you know, Tom, the Iowa yeah. crowd the other day was exemplary in all kinds of different ways. I'm sure there was some stuff going on between the crowd and, and the players in Penn State. But from, from a TV perspective, it sure looked like uh, what you want to show the country. Yeah, I thought Iowa fans handled themselves well. I, you know what I would say is that, um, you know, just Penn State fans have kind of showed themselves in the in the past. Just leave it. No at, question. I think we all know. Them. And just leave it at that. There's, it's just it's different up there. So Tom, let's um, we we've. Uh, talked a lot about the game but this was a huge recruiting weekend and since that's a, a a major focus that you can dive into on your website let's talk a little bit about uh some of the kids that were there this weekend and it sounds like there are a handful of guys who were either committed elsewhere 
or riding the fence who have, uh, are starting to think differently. Um, just talk about a couple of the guys I think that are more, more geared towards uh, that, are, that look like they're going to f- either flip or are thinking now uh, that they might change their minds. Yeah, there's uh, the, the offensive lineman, uh, Mustafa, who's at uh, Missouri, who is uh, um, uh, a Missouri commit who's, who visited. Uh, he's friends with the 23 kid that uh, also from uh, Missouri that uh, they're, you know, trying to get. He is not, uh, Caden Green's not committed anywhere. Um, so we'll see where things go. With him, it seems like they've at least kind of opened the door. If the kids visiting, that's what they were open a little bit. Um, Hall kid, who's committed to a cornerback, who's committed to Washington. Um, you know, he um, he visited and uh, seems pretty open to Iowa. Um, uh, Caleb Johnson, the um, running uh, running back from Ohio who's committed to Cal, he visited. Uh, he hasn't said anything yet, but it seems like it's maybe a matter of time before he flips to Iowa. And, um, and uh, you know, I saw a couple of kids from Southeast Polk uh, in the uh, tunnel area uh, standing as the players kind of filed through the uh, mass of people who towards them that they were greeting uh, the players in, in the black and gold. Very, the player greeting them warmly and, uh, um, you know, and, and big smiles everywhere. So, um, I, you know, I, I've already put in my prediction for Xavier Wampa to Iowa, and I'm more confident of that now than I was even a week ago. So, uh, and uh, Casper, too, Kevin Casper's son, um, spent some time with them uh, on the visit, and uh, yeah, they're, you know, things are, it, it's still a ways to go, but uh, Iowa seems to be really in pretty decent shape there. Tom, what is the signing day again? The new early one? I can't remember the specific date. It's mid, mid like the week before Christmas. Right. Okay. Right. Mid December. So right. you, you, so all the kids that you were talking about all have moved up to fifty percent, I believe, on your as a fifty-fifty. And you missed, I think, Brian Allen Jr. The uh, the isn't he a defensive Brian end Allen Jr. from? Was not there, but he. Oh, okay. So yeah, he's another one that, um, and, and there was a, that apparently, um, and that was uh, there was a hang-up. Because Manson, who has joined the Iowa football staff, was um, the I think it was his title was dean of students at St. Thomas More, where um, Allen is a student, and so it kind of excluded Iowa from recruiting him. But I think that's been resolved now that Iowa could actually sign him, and magically um, he is now be uh, committed. Right. Looks like the Hawks might get might might get a get a, get a shot. Well, they've only got ten guys on board right now. They got room for more, right? And so that in this is, well, and with super seniors, they're going to have a, the ability to have a bigger class, right? But these are they're starting to pull in some guys that you know could really make a difference. I'll tell you what, you get this um, uh, Armand Mumbo from from Missouri and Caden Green, his buddy for next year. How about Xavier? Look out, and Xavier for next and, and, and Proctor, right? Give me Proctor and and Caden Green along with this kid. 
Woo, that could be something. Hey, uh, we don't want to shortchange the hoops program, Tom, because uh, this weekend also was resulting uh, was uh, was resulting resulted in uh, a fairly impressive uh, hoops commitment from uh, a kid that uh, I don't know that we really talked a whole lot about before this uh, out of Illinois. Yeah, was nobody saw this coming, I, and <clears throat> I was told not even the Iowa staff saw this coming. <laughs> um, you know, they didn't think it was coming on as official as a 2023 kid in that he was going to look to commit. Um, you know, they felt like they had a good relationship with him, but, you know, he had some other fit. Um, it just didn't seem like the kid was ready to get it done with. And, um, you know, he just said he felt like this was the place for him to go. And um, so it's uh, Owen Freeman. He's a 6'10 kid from... Uh, Close to Bradley Bourbonnet High School in uh, Illinois, um, you know, right around the, the uh, Peoria area, really shot up um, with offers and and uh, interest. And you know, star right now, but you know, he could easily be a four star. Um, and he he uh, you know picked his name in the program in the Midwest, and he was getting an offer from Illinois, Indiana, Michigan State. Um, um, just all the schools were any and all of them. Oh, Ohio State, Purdue, uh, Indiana, Butler, yeah. Marquette, Notre Dame. I mean, these are yeah. This is a big time Drake. competition. No Drake in there, uh, but uh, Butler. Yeah. Does, yeah, but but no. I mean, it's a big. It's it, it was big time competition. Uh, this will be one to watch. Make sure that uh, that Fran's able to hold on to a kid that. You know, because I'm sure there'll still be a few people working on him uh, if he has a good senior season. But uh, but super uh, super get for them to get uh, as they get towards uh, uh, basketball season starting here for the Hawks and and early for him for that matter. Hey, I want to before I before we even get anywhere, I want to mention I saw. Do you have a uh, promo on your website right now? Uh, some sort sort of a free Hawkeye Report promo until Thanksgiving or something like that. Yes. Uh, it's, uh, you sign up as a subscriber. Um, it's running until the 16th, so till this weekend. And uh, you sign up and uh, become a subscriber, and it's going to be free until you get to uh, the Thanksgiving. So, um, you know, basically the rest of the football season uh, coverage and the start of the basketball season coverage, you get uh, all, everything we're, we're doing and all the great work that Blair Sanderson does on the recruiting front, and you're going to get that all absolutely free and you know if you if you want to get out before then uh, cancel anytime so it's it's it, it's like hulu <laughs> yeah so tom what do you see happening this weekend i mean i was talking to brett before the show started to me this feels like the trap game you got a bye week but you got purdue who's coming in beat iowa three the last four times they played there's no chance they're looking past them is there you know, especially what happened last year. I mean, we're, we're at West Lafayette last year and saw what happened. And uh, they know that Purdue has beaten Iowa three of the last four times with uh, Jeff Brom leading the uh, leading that offense, although Brom didn't coach last year because he had COVID. His brother did, and they still beat Iowa. So, um, I know talking to Spencer Petrus today, he said that that game really sticks in his craw a little bit um, just because um, it was his first start and he lost. And uh, I think they're going to come out pretty focused. They know that 
Um, they got a bye week coming up. But I tell you what, beating up bunch, they're going to enjoy that bye week because a lot of guys are are dinged up. I know my my Potter, he's he's kind of dinged up. Petrus is dinged up. He's took him some couple games. Um, and I think he's not uh, he's not at the C.J. Beathard Northwestern 2015 level. Uh, me out there, um, but um, went a little bit and he would will benefit after this week. Yeah, no question about it. So, and, and Riley Moss, by the way, right? Riley Moss uh, looking like a couple weeks out, but this is not a season-ending deal on his knee injury, right? Yeah, it'd be like a PCL issue, um, but he didn't have to have surgery, and um, I think everything is going to be um, okay in a couple weeks now. Will that mean that he's back for Wisconsin? I'm not sure. But well, the, the way news, Wisconsin throws the ball, uh, Mark, may not <laughs> We just talked to Phil Parker last week about um, Terry Roberts, and Phil views Terry Roberts as a starter. So, um, you know, that's a good thing. Yeah, Terry played really well. I thought there were maybe a couple times late where, where, he, where he was um, in, in position that uh, a lot of cornerbacks just wouldn't be, right? He was, right. He was just there a couple times real late when he, when he made a difference, and, and he's played well on special well, he teams. Already, he already has an interception yeah, this year. Exactly. Um, so that's good, too. All right, Tom. So um, we'll let you go here, but give us a, give us a call on your shot this weekend. Everything feel good for a victory? Yeah, I think I was going to handle them pretty well, actually. I, I think it's probably going to be uh, oh somewhere around uh, twenty-seven fourteen. Another one of those. Well, you wouldn't expect forty-seven to fourteen. No, you know. All right. Hey, Tom. Thanks. We'll uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we'll uh, check in with you next week and after we go to seven and all right. Sure thing, guys. We'll talk right. to you Thanks, next Tom. week. Thanks, Tom. All right. Tom Bye. Caker at Um And appreciate him checking in as he does each week here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Um, you know what Kirk did say. So he's been he's been saying, you know, they've been waiting. to They, they, they drew a seven-game plan. plan and hoped to get to the bye week and reassess, right? There's nothing really to reassess right now other than to get guys healthy, give them some time off. He said today, and I'm going to say this on the radio, but this is what Kirk said, okay? You're he repeating. Said, I'm repeating. He said, it's kind of like the Kentucky Derby, and it's a long-ass track. And he <laughs> said that, right? Uh, it, it, you can't. You, you do have to remember, it, it's a long haul, right? So you're at 6-0 and right now. They want to get to through this game. So he's had them geared up to thinking seven games. I think... Yes, there will be a natural tendency to want to get through this and get a rest. rest of you know, in the end of in the, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get back. Yeah, let's do that. We'll take our final break. We'll come back here on the Hawkeye Huddle. 1700 the champ. You know, okay. the, ups, the upside to being famous radio people on the most listened to Tuesday night Hawkeye show in Iowa <laughs> is that you sometimes forget that we have to come back onto the air. I'm talking to our fans here, our Cyclone fans of the Hawkeye Huddle. And, Cyclone and fans of the Hawkeye Huddle. We have a regular, Hawkeye fan who showed up regular, to that tonight. Well, yeah. Andy, you're going to hear it. My man Chumley's down here. We got all kinds of good folks here at, at, at GMAX. We did mention our sponsors earlier on. Well, Let's mention them one more time. AMPM Plumbing. What do they do, Brad? They do plumbing. I need to call them. Oh no, you got a clog. I have an issue. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to talk about. It. It's not in the toilet. Okay, that's good. Just that's good. A, an issue that is going to require professional plumbing. Not done by you. you. No. Um, I've done my expertise on this, and it's the, failed. You, you need the snake. The snake <laughs> I need you? something yeah. more than what yeah. that I have. 
All right. <laughs> My wife said this many times. <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, Angie Lancaster, Remax Concepts. We're going to get more details on her business as it unfolds, actually, here in the next few weeks. But uh, we recommend them highly. And uh, Brian Houck, uh, who is also at Key Mortgage and uh, can help you out if you're looking for a mortgage deal. That, by the way, rates are kind of pretty good still. So He told me rates are real good. good still real good, good time. Still good time. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Four, four two Brewers, uh, bottom of the fifth, one out uh, in Atlanta in case you're did you Did you know Basketball yes? Media Day was yesterday? I, I did. And the only reason I know that is that Jordan Bohannon now actually has gray hair. <laughs> um, his 19th Iowa Media Day in a row. He's been there longer than Fran. He's been around a long time. So uh, what I found interesting, there was there's not a lot more for them to say. We know this that team inside and out right now. Um, obviously, we know losing Garza and, and Wieskamp to the NBA. But one of the things that Fran, you know, they've asked him a lot of questions about guys who are getting a little better here and there. But I think the interesting thing that, that he loves is, one, he likes his depth. So he's going to play different this year in terms of pressing a lot more. And two, he said that he's never been around a team before where everybody's role from one year to the, to the next will have completely changed. Nobody is going to be doing, filling the same role on the team. Jordan Bohannon is going to be a two-guard, and that's the way it's going to be. What about Joe Toussaint? Joe Toussaint is going to be the starting point guard, not a backup who doesn't play in, a, in nearly every game. Connor McCaffrey is literally not going to start most of the time unless Joe Toussaint can't ha- handle it. You're going to have uh, Philippe Rabaka in there starting at the center spot. Keegan Murray is going to be your veteran leader as a sophomore and possible future All-American in there. Chris Murray is going to be big big in there this year for them. They're going to have guys filling roles that they didn't you fill didn't the last couple of years. Tony Perkins. Tony Perkins, Aaron Euless. <clears throat> Sorry. These guys, we've seen some of them. But it's going to be a very different team, and yet at the same time, you're going to know most of these guys. I think Josh Agundele is probably the only guy that we barely got to see last year who you'll see a lot more of this year. Uh, as, Will as they, he be they a little thinner? Fran says he continues to work on that, so that means he's probably not done a whole lot more, but he continues to work on that. And he says he's liking his effort uh, on both ends of the court right now, so feeling pretty good about that. I, we're going to like the Rebecca kid. We're, we are. We're going to like the way he plays. He's just not quite as big as, as we're used to having a, a center in there, but we're going to like because he can really handle the ball around the, around the hoop. All right, before uh, I allow you to sit in here in this diarrhea diatribe that you're currently going on, um, let's talk about something that needs to be spoken of more. So the Hawkeye wrestling team just came out, uh, ranked number one uh, preseason ranking. So the Hawks are – currently number two in football and the field hockey team's number one women's lacrosse still, currently and, still uh, yes there was something else no, no i don't think we, guess we don't have women's lacrosse. anyway the point is is that tom brands brings his number one ranked wrestling team with the national championship trophy onto the field between the third and the fourth quarter i don't know if they showed this on the tv but i can assure you this so Laura Vandenberg, God bless her, says, so Coach Brands, can we talk? And he grabs the microphone from her. And she goes, he goes, this interview's over. Now, let me hear you, Hawkeye fans. We're going to bring this team in. And he's going crazily, and the wrestlers start ripping their shirts off, jumping on each other's back, and the crowd goes bonkers. And the crowd goes wild. I mean, absolutely crazy. And we still had three minutes to go with the guy in the red shirt. With his arms crossed. And Brands did not care. It was, <clears throat> it was not choreographed. He just said, 
and he got done, and he yells, go Hawks, or whatever, and he hands the microphone. Back to, he did, he back did, to. He didn't drop it. He had just handed Mike it dropped. back to, to, to Laura Vandenberg and was like, all right, guys, get off the field. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was, you had to be in the stadium. I saw stuff it. on the internet about that. I did not see that in the on the TV production. They did not do that, and they did not pay it homage. You know what, you, I, where I thought you were going with that was – Look, think about this year in Iowa Hawkeye sports. Are you okay. going to talk about the track team also? Well, uh, no, but let's, let's let's go full twenty twenty one. The basketball team in February was ranked in the top five three, in the top five for a good stretch of the season. You have the <clears throat> college player of the year in basketball, men's. The women's team goes to the Sweet Sixteen. They have uh, uh, an All American playing for them. The wrestling team wins the national championship. They're going to be number one again this year. They're ranked number one going in. The football team is currently. Ranked number two, the field hockey team number one. This has been this has been a great twelve months. And people and say Gary Bottom sucks. It's amazing that they don't like the guy, right? Well, I mean, he, what are you going to do? I don't know. He just cost him another four hundred thousand dollars <laughs> with some stupid stuff about Title Nine. But I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll By the way, our, our, our women's wrestling program will be rated number one it, whenever it, when they it, start. When it starts, absolutely. <laughs> um, a couple of little th- other notes about the defense that I wanted to throw in here because I do notes. The, so Penn State had, and this this goes into, let's talk a little bit about Purdue, and the only player that you really worry about with him is David Bell, who's been able to really find a way to, to beat the Hawks the last couple of years. Dotson, the uh, the wide receiver for Penn State, who is you know one of the Big Ten leaders, 17 targets the other day. He caught the ball eight times for 46 yards. Against what I'm where I'm going with that is I don't I'm not worried about David Bell this week. Iowa has found a way, and they continue to find a way to cover up the best players on the other team. Who is Blau still the quarterback for Purdue? No, 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 no. Mike no. Phipps, and Leonard <laughs> Dawson. It's O'Donnell, and I can't remember. And there's two guys. It's O'Donnell. He played a little bit bit against Iowa last year, and some other guy that I, that I don't know. Okay. They struggle to score. They they have struggled to score. They well, have a pretty good defense. What they struggled to score. The Minnesota game was like fourteen to nine. The Illinois game was like nine. Well, they three. lost it twenty to fourteen. Nine, I think nine nine six against, nine, six Illinois. against Illinois. Um, they've had a couple of games. They scored more against some uh, lower division competition. They had a good game against Notre Dame. Played played well. Twenty seven seventeen. I think. Yeah. I I'm, I, I, barring the letdown, I think the defense knows what to do in this, and I and I think uh, you know. Yeah, David Blau. Well, that's a great, great callback. The, and it's, uh, the guys in the Big Ten. Well, you would not know Mr. Plow, the the Simpsons guy. Yeah. The deal. You know, he was David Blau. David. Anyway, nobody's gonna know what I'm talking about. That's okay. Um, by the way, Kevin Driscoll, we will get to worrying about Northwestern when Northwestern's on the docket. We're not gonna worry about Pat Fitzgerald just yet. We got to get past Jeff Brom. Um, and we'll worry about Northwestern down the road. we got to worry about going to Wisconsin. We'll worry about Northwestern down the road. That's our man Kevin Driscoll off there in, uh, in Indiana. Who? Uh, and, by the way, if you'd <coughs> like to be like Kevin and follow us on Twitter, I'm at Hawkeye Huddle. And How Rich, do you like the way Rich that segue works? at Hawkeye Huddle, too. Yeah, yeah exactly. I like the way that segue Our DMs worked. are always open for any criticisms that you might have that I'll be happy to not respond to. <laughs> Absolutely. Feel free to come down to G-Migs. Talk to me. Get, we'll have a beer. We'll have a beer. He'll listen and do a lot of listening. He might not say much back, but he'll listen. Uh, egregious, egregious. Oh God! Error gonna... this year, this week. On Tory Taylor is not the Big Ten 
special teams player of the week. It's some kid from Michigan who kicked a few field goals. I mean, Torrey Taylor, six punts inside the 10-yard line, three inside the three. Didn't he kick the game-winning field goal? So. If you you can make for me the case that Torrey Taylor. Six punts downed inside the 12-yard line last week. Four of them inside the five. So let's I mean, let's re- realistically break okay. this down. Without him, if you have an average punter, where are they? Is this how we break it down? Yeah. So I have this I have this theory that guys are dying to be on the punt team right now. Ivory Kelly Martin is a gunner, and yeah. he's basically your mm-hmm. backup tailback. It's a great theory. Terry Roberts is the best special teams player probably in the country. Uh Recovered the fumble against the Iowa, Iowa State game three years ago uh, on the punt. He's down there every every time. Jack Campbell is the is the uh, punt protector dude. He's always one of the first guys down. Not to mention whoever the long snapper is that we changed out uh, during the Iowa State game. I I think those dudes all want to be on the punt team. I think there's guys who are probably going, "Can I be on the punt team?" Because it looks like they're uh, having a more lot fun. Of fun. They're yeah. having more fun than anybody else on the football team. Well, in <clears throat> they don't the, get blocked the, much. The continuous shots of Torrey Taylor after each punt, pumping his fist. Right, he. I mean, this is a guy that has has crafted himself into this this eighteen this witch eight, eighteen of a months ago. He didn't know what he was doing. Mm-hmm. He showed up in Iowa City, and now they're selling T-shirts that say punting, "Punting is winning." That's right. And, and by the way, if you buy one, all the proceeds go to uh, count the kicks for uh, stillbirth. Uh, Research, and Caleb Shudak with uh, three more field goals straight down the middle. The forty-eight yarder was good from sixty, and it was into the wind. <clears throat> I thought we were getting nedlogged. The guys standing behind me at our tailgate were like, "Oh, our guy's good. He's got this." I'm like, "Nedlog, nedlog, nedlog." <laughs> then they, then every. The amazing thing is that everybody else left, and so I, I finished this tailgate party. By the way, there were fifty people at this thing. Two big screen TVs. I finished it completely alone because everybody went into the A&M game and they looked at me and said, do you mind if we shut up the truck? And I said, do you can turn off the TVs? And they said, no. And I said, be my guest. Thanks so much. Appreciate your hospitality. And I stood there and made a fool of myself screaming my head off in the middle of this uh, parking lot in, uh, in the shadow of Kyle Field, well, which is, know- by the way, a really cool place. But uh, You've mentioned that. Yeah, I, I, I had a good time. I had a good time. But it, it sounds to me like you have field envy. No. Kinnick is uh, Kinnick is a special place. That's just the way it is, and so it, it is a special place. But I'm trying to experience more of these other stadiums, which is why I'm going to be in Madison in a couple weeks. I've never been to an Iowa Wisconsin football I've game. I've never been to an Iowa Wisconsin game either. The old man went uh, with Ron Dane. I think he had 297 yards the that day. The day he broke the record. Yes, yes. Well, we're not going to see that this time around. Uh, but we do have to get through Wisconsin or get through uh, Purdue this week. Then we'll get to Wisconsin, and and let's. Everybody down gets the to road, take a breather next week. Look, right. Looking down the road, the Wisconsin game, and then uh, you you uh, correctly assessed it. Minnesota's still sitting there with only one loss. We Minis- could see how they could come along, and you could suddenly have a pretty big game in Kinnick in a couple of weeks against them. Minnesota clearly could be 7-2 and two if they get by Nebraska this week. And obviously everyone's recognizing that Nebraska's been playing better. Last football. call? My last call? Uh, Hawks uh, thir- 31-13. I'll go 28-14. You're right in the right spot. We're in the right spot. They aren't losing to Purdue this week. Nope. All right. Thanks, everybody, for helping us out today. Join us next week right here on the Hawkeye Hill, 1700 The Champ.